right, everybody. Welcome back. We are in episode 31. If uh, memory serves me correct, um, I believe I will be uh, correct with 31. So uh, we're welcoming back Jake, uh, Jace with Sport Optics again. Um, and he is an awesome guy. He agreed to come back on very short notice. Uh, so last time we had to uh, abruptly end the podcast because I had dinner to eat and I did not want to piss off my wife. So <clears throat> with that being said, uh, thank you. Uh, welcome back, uh, Jace with Sport Optics. I cannot thank you enough for coming back on here again. And tonight we're going to kind of really just nerd out about a ton of stuff because I've been literally going through everything. Um, there's a couple things I want to talk about, like via Prime Day. I'm kind of big into prepping, um, so I want, really want to talk about that. And also Brownells, our channel sponsor, has their own sort of Prime Day stuff. So uh, I just bought a thousand rounds of Fioki for three fifty one eighty. Um, shipped to my house. If you have the Brownells Edge program, it's 50 bucks a year. Uh, it's free shipping on everything, free two-day prime shipping on, on almost everything except ammo. Ammo takes a little bit longer. Um, but I, you get, uh, if you have the Edge program and you use code 35 off 350, so th uh, 35 OFF off 350 gets you $35 off your, uh, your, um, ammo purchase over there at Brownells. I think it's like 361 or something like that for that uh, thousand rounds of Fioki. And then uh, you take 35 bucks, it's shipped to your house for $350. I thought that was super awesome. So thank you so much, Brownells. I should get that next week so I could go burn through another thousand rounds of nine millimeter <laughs> between my Glock and my Smith and Wesson. Um, uh, because we all know that PCCs are garbage and you should only be shooting nine millimeter. <laughs> So with that being said, uh, thank you back on Jace. Thank you, Brownells, for being an awesome sponsor. And uh, so, Jace, uh, take it away, kind of recap uh, what your company is about. And then I got a few really nerdy questions for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm Jace with Sport Optics. Um, been there a while now, and uh, I specialize in anything and everything optics related, um, you know, from, from weapon mounted optics, scopes, red dots, holographics, um, you name it, to binoculars, spot and scopes, range finders, and, and everything in between. Um, that's what I'm passionate about. It's what I do all day, every day. I talk to people from all walks of life, and I'm always uh, happy to help out and, and do whatever I can to, to spread the good word and of, the, of the Second Amendment and uh, get people hooked up with some good equipment. Also, I just noticed that your your site has uh, red dot eighteen as a coupon code. Get you eighteen percent off any red dot you have in stock. So um, that code actually specifically um, is going on on aim points right now. So really, really good price on in stock aim points, and, and I can even do uh, back orders with that code um, without for out of stock aim points at the moment. And then on any other um, red dots, I can uh, generally come pretty darn close. You know, um, a lot of, a lot of companies are, are kind of weird when it comes to map and what you can advertise as far as, uh, pricing. Um, that, that's why anytime I, I, I can, I tell people, you know, give me a call, shoot me a DM and I can generally, um, you know, always do better than, uh, what's advertised usually. So. Well, that's actually pretty cool because your yeah. your map is is literally like industry standard for aim points. I do a lot of mm -hmm. aim point shopping because mm -hmm. I love aim points, and you're literally like right on track with everybody. Um, mm -hmm. Some out of stock stuff, but I mean the Comp M5, one of my favorite red dots. Um, I, I love that red dot. Comp M5 is is in there, and uh, 
it's right on point. So you can save 18% off uh, 844, which I'm not, I'm not sure we're supposed to say stuff on the air, but anyway, um, you can save 18% off uh, that. And then you have a huge selection of EOTEX. Um, your EXPSs, your EXPSs are, are going <laughs> crazy. So, I mean, I, I, I'm actually kind of happy um, that you reached, you reached out to us. Um, so that's, this is honestly something that I think is really cool. If you guys are in the market for an Aimpoint or an EOTech or a SIG Optics, I mean, they have the Leupold Freedom RDS, which I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. I've not heard very good things about that optic. So, uh, <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> they have the, uh, the, I mean, all the Vortex stuff is pretty cool. You guys have a ton of Vortex stuff. Uh, did Holosun? I have a question. You might know more about this. I saw Hawson posted up a thing about they have the uh, EPS, the enclosed emitter, whatever, the enclosed pistol site, um, mm -hmm. and it's supposed to fit on a red dot footprint, and now it's disappeared from everybody's website. Do you know what's ended up happening with that? So, um, yes and no, I guess. It was, it was announced. It's uh, according to, you know, my sources, it's still coming soon. We, we still have them up on our site. Um, according to the specs, they have a, um, the same footprint as the, um, as the like 507 Ks. There's a, there's a couple of compact ones and I believe the, um, the full size ones are the same as like the 507 Cs, which is the same as the RMR. Um, so if, if so, that's, that's super cool to have a enclosed emitter red dot with the same footprint as a, as an RMR that that's huge. In my opinion, we'll, we're still waiting to find out, you know, when it actually comes to market and, and get to find out what it's all about. So all of the EPS series are going to be the, uh, Holosun RM RMSC cut. So they're going to be the smaller, uh, RMR pattern, not the, not like the standard pattern. Yes. Yes. Uh, you were, you're right. I think I did say RMR, but, but yeah, they're all going to be, um, interestingly enough, the, the RMR CC cut it, it, from what I understand. So, okay. Cause you have, I'm not going to lie. And I'm just, I'm bringing this up cause I, it's more, I have questions. So maybe we'll have to carry this over, or answer it on Instagram. Uh, but you have the EPS carry, and then you have the EPS, what looks just like a standard. So I'm assuming they are two different sizes. They may very well be. I'll have to double check on that. Um, yeah, I'll thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'll double check on that uh, tomorrow. So it may very well be two different different, different footprints, but I'll, I'll get that all figured out and, and clarify. Ew, a six, it's a six MOA dot. It's a six MOA dot. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, I know. I'm not a fan of the bigger dots either. <sighs> oh, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Oh. <laughs> so uh, question uh, for you also. So here's one of my nerdy questions I wanted to ask you. What What is your extent knowledge of uh, into the night vision world? Like, do, do, I notice you don't carry a lot of monoculars. We talked about this before the mm -hmm. show. We talked about this a little bit last time. But we noticed you don't carry your binoculars. But um, is that something that sport optics is going to get into? Because I have a feeling that they're going to be like the next like TNVC type thing, like getting into night vision, talking about that, or is that really hard to source? Is that something that's difficult to source? Cause I know a lot of these companies kind of make their own tubes out of parts. So like they, they get all the parts in and then they kind of assemble the tubes. And then it's kind of like, well, this is our tube. This is kind of what our brand does. Like, I know th uh, there are certain ones who are 
literally just in white foss. Like they only build white foss tubes. And there are other guys that build like that luminescent blue foss stuff. So it's like, I would like to know, is that something you guys are planning on getting into like pre-built stuff? Or are you guys going to venture into that world since you do a lot of hunting stuff i know that's getting big especially out here in texas i mean everyone there can mom hog hunts so that's another question i had i guess i've been asked to ask you that yeah yeah absolutely very very good question and um the best answer i can give on that is i really really hope so with as um as big as night vision is becoming and more and people getting into you know, um, night vision, shooting under nods, hunting under, under nods. Um, we used to dabble in them a little, a little bit. And, uh, kind of like with what you were saying, um, uh, you know, a lot of companies are either, um, selling direct or they, you know, work directly with, uh, night vision manufacturers. So it it can be a, a little tricky. Um, so we, we've kind of been out of it a, a little bit here for a while. But um, the, the owner of the company just got his first set of, of night vision as well. And uh, he seems to really be enjoying it. So I hope that gets him, you know, back in the gear of, uh, of, of, um, of getting back, getting it back on the site, carrying it, getting it out to, to people. Um, so I think here in the next, you know, um, year or so, maybe even quicker, um, I, I think it's a very, very real possibility that we'll be getting back into it um, as, as, parts and things become a, a little more available, more and people, more and more people are going to be getting into it. So I, I think we'll, I think we'll probably get back into that at, at some point. I'm, I've certainly big a, been a big proponent of it and I'll, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep being so. I will say you could go be like Millar and go bump around your, your barn in the middle of the night, losing, <laughs> losing shit. And then messaging me about how you keep dropping shit everywhere. And it's right. Not to sleep in the car. Don't forget that part. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, I was going to say, uh, just to clarify too, for like people that are listening, obviously like you may not have it on the site, but if they reach out to you, um, you it's something you still may be able to source uh, like a monocular or something of that nature, being an AGM dealer. Um, just wanted to clarify that. I'm, I'm sure that's a yes, but just so everybody is aware too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we're a relatively new AGM dealer, but um, we kind of hit the ground running with those guys. They've, they've got some good stuff going on over there. So if anybody, you know, has any questions or is, you know, looking for anything in particular, um, I'm, I'm happy to help out as best of my ability or, you know, point you in the right direction. Um, we have a, um, the, the sister company I mentioned on the last episode that, that handles actual firearms and, and, and ammunition and stuff, they, they, um, deal in, in night vision, uh, um, a little bit as well. So they normally, you know, have a, a handful of uh, units on hand. So, um, we can, we can definitely get you, you know, pointing in the, in the right direction if, if need be when it comes to, when it comes to getting you some tubes. All right. One of my questions I had, a I had from a guy who looked at your stuff. He wanted to know what, uh, Walk us through your build you have on your Instagram. Would you, would you, how'd you put that together? Your uh, rifle build. <laughs> the, the one that I have the, um, the, the mall on. Yeah. So it has a mall C plus on it. So it's automatically way more expensive. Than all <laughs> um, so keep, you know, just, you know, from, from tip to butt or butt to top, uh, let us know what, what, uh, what you got built there. Yeah. Yeah. So um, funny enough, um, that lower, is actually the first lower I ever got back when 
ADM like just started getting into manufacturing um, like complete rifles and stuff. Um, so I've had that lower a while and I freaking love it. I love ADM's lowers. I think they're great. And then um, once they got into the 13 nine game that everybody's seen. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people seem to be doing these days. I was really interested in one of their, uh, 13, nine uppers. Um, cause they have, uh, just so everybody knows, uh, industry secret. I'm going to give away. Um, if you're going to buy anything ADM upper receiver wise, it's all made by Roscoe. So enjoy. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Correct. Um, and that was, that was my main driving force behind getting their 13, nine. I mean, I like the 13, nine barrel length, Anyway, I was always of the mindset, uh, instead of getting a 14, five, I'll just, you know, get a, get a 16 inch. So I don't have to worry about pinning the rod in a muzzle device. But then when 13 nines came out, I somehow in my head justified being, having to have a, uh, a pin and weld muzzle device over a half an inch. But anyway, that's another story. But, uh, yeah, once they, once they had the 13 nines, when they were using the core barrel, the uh, criterion core barrels which I've heard, you know, phenomenal things about. Yeah. They're uh, pretty much unobtainium now. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was lucky enough and I waited for, I don't know, they were out of stock for a, a year. And then when I, I got an in-stock notification, not too long ago, Hey, 13, nine up, uh, complete uppers, uh, with the core barrels in stock. And I was like, got to get one. And, uh, so, um, I stuck the, the unity riser on it, um, with a, uh, actually a spark solar, and, um, man, I've been, I've been running it and I, and I love it. Um, the only, the only issue I have, I will say is that they pin and weld. I, I, um, it was, it came with a surefire war comp. Um, I have a surefire can, so, um, it, it comes with a surefire war comp and they pin and weld it in a, um, neutral position, um, which I'm not the biggest fan of only because I don't like having that opening at the six o'clock of the muzzle device if you know it's i mean it's being a little nitpicky but if you're ever shooting you know prone or anything you're 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 more apt to kick up dirt and dust and shit but uh not that big of a deal but wait uh, so the so the prongs are backwards is what you're telling me like so so mm -hmm. the three prong it's it's these are at the top dead muzzle like where your front sight post would be and this part right here is is not so the opening is not straight up it's straight down Right, because it's the the muzzle, the device itself is meant to be right hand timed, where the you know the the ports are kind of yeah right or left handed time yeah right. So if you time it neutral, the prongs are essentially backwards. Yeah. Um, Another reason not to like surefire everybody. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I have my reasons as well. I get it. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the? Uh, I'm checking out your page. The sons of liberty um sage upper so all in all um out of all the things i've been shooting lately i would almost go as far as say that's maybe my favorite or definitely one of my favorites um paired with that uh that a5 system it shoots so darn well um and it's it's a it's a it's a one moa gun all, all day um and i haven't had any any qualms or issues with it at all i've got i don't know not as many rounds as i'm sure some out there i've got probably i don't know four or five hundred rounds which again i know is not a whole lot but um the rounds that i do have it I, i've been 
very, very impressed with it. Um, and I've, I've cycled a few different optics, you know, um, did some accuracy testing. Um, it, it, it ejects fine. I, I have, I've had no issues with it as of yet. And it, like I said, it, it's, it's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, I was, I had my eyes on one of those, but, uh, you know, I haven't seen them in, I don't know how long, cause I was eyeing on Brownells and mm-hmm. I think it's been a solid year and I don't know, I don't know if they strayed away from building those now that they have Roscoe doing the uh, sage barrels. Um, I haven't heard anything on that and haven't seen anything from uh, Sons of Liberty. Um, but yeah, I was curious because I had my eyes on that and then I built my 11.5 uh, instead because they didn't have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what the deal was because um, for a while there, that's what everybody was wanting, myself included. For I mean, for good reason. Um, and then, you know, I was the same way I was checking Brownells. I was signing up for in-stock notifications on multiple email addresses and I finally, uh, snagged one one day and, uh, yeah, then you really haven't heard about them lately for, for whatever reason. Yeah. And I'm gonna keep my eyes out. I, I'd like to try a, a 12, five, cause I've got a few 11 fives now and, um, I mean, they, I don't know if there's just a lot of hype around the 12 fives, but it seems like right now that is, uh, it's the popular length. To say the yeah. Least. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would agree. There's definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of hype around it. I, I mean, you're, I mean, you're, you're obviously, you're not getting quite like 13, nine or 14, five velocity, but you're not that far away from it. Um, you know, for, to be two inches less barrel length. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, I still pick up my 14.5 and my 14.7 and my 13.9 before I yeah. pick up my 12.5. Like, and I know, I, I know I'm a rifle guy at heart. Like mm-hmm. I grew up like just with rifles. So it's like, to me, I like my AR. I love my 12.5. It sits in my safe now because I've, I've already done my 1300 rounds through that barrel and I need mm-hmm. to get a new barrel because I, I shot so much steel through that barrel so quickly. I'm already <laughs> starting to keyhole some, some bullets. Wow um so and i've already talked to roscoe about it and i and i know that that is not roscoe's fault that barrel is not meant for steel case ammo so (laughs) and for 98 bucks that i got that barrel at um over at primary arms it was not um it wasn't anything like like i was like oh no uh but i shot a thousand rounds and three rain sessions through that 12.5 and i mean i i've that inside of that barrel is toast um it's really like if you look at it, the rifling in the midsection of the barrel is completely gone. Like, like <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So I need you to know, get a new, I need to get long, a new. As barrel. long as your uh, gas rings are hanging in there at 1300 rounds, you know, <laughs> actually that's a Roscoe, that's a Roscoe bull care group. So yeah. Yeah. I'm so, still, I'm still pretty sore about that one. I was going to say, I, I, I get it. Like, <laughs> Well, you're pissed because it's a, you're pissed due to the, uh, the, uh, warranty stuff, you know, like you were pissed because you were like, Oh, I'm promised this warranty. And then you go to talk to them and they're like, Oh, we'll, yes, we'll send you a set of rings. And apparently those rings well, are coming from. Well, Pluto. that was not, that's not the full story though. First, the guy goes, I'll send you rings then. And he said, he puts out an email. Then I get a phone call within three minutes. And he's like, uh, our tech said they want it back to inspect it. And, and from there, the next I, day the guy I got followed, laid off. I followed up a bunch. Um, and yeah, I mean, you're correct. That dude was gone in like two weeks after that. 
And then I started with another guy and um, I still like, I, I don't know. I've, I've thrown gas rings in as Alex said, but this will be a sore topic for me um, in general. I'm pretty disappointed about the whole experience to say the least. You're still uh, buying M4. Yeah, I maybe. Yeah, I'll get an FN next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, FN what? Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I even uh, I called Mike. I mean, I called Mike. He went after they posted the phone number on um, Instagram and I never got a call back. So hmm. I'll leave it at that. That was a pretty bad experience. <laughs> Man, I think you're getting shafted here. Um <laughs> I don't they think Mike is, you blacklisted or something. I don't think know? Mike is going to listen to this podcast for like another probably, five years. He, so he I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, Sons of Liberty, we're out here. We're wondering <laughs> why you're leaving one of our boys hanging. Because um, <laughs> I have your bolt care group and one of my guns, and if it takes a shit, I guarantee you, I will make a YouTube video about it. <laughs> you're closer um, you can just drive over there and go pick up a new one <laughs> i am not i am not going to san antonio it's like austin it's like i just don't go there either you know wow. so it's like i don't know where where you live but it, i know it's probably like a pretty far jaunt away from from your house to go to san antonio you know so think of it as the same distance um but yeah that <laughs> um i would just i would just say like I, there are some things that don't don't drive with me and when i hear bad customer service and it doesn't get addressed it's one of those things like um and again uh sometimes i feel like uh my guests don't own their own companies um <laughs> you know but uh the thing that that i thought was pretty cool is i haven't seen too much negativity around sport optics now granted i know you're not a large company um, but you're pretty big from what I can see. Um, and I, I just, I, that's the one thing I hope you maintain is no matter like how big you get, just like kind of Brownells, they mm-hmm. always kind of take care of you. If there's an issue like, like Brownells has never done me wrong in that sense. Um, I've had stuff that I just wasn't happy with or, you know, stuff like that. And that's the one thing I, I'm very particular about as a company's customer service. If you have bad customer service, or if you tell me you have the world's best customer service and you don't, that's another thing I have a problem with is at least like, if you could admit you have shitty customer service, like Palmetto state, then I can respect <laughs> you. You know, I can be like, okay, well, you know what? They know their flaws, you know, like they know where their downfall is. Uh, yeah, but- yeah. Customer service makes or breaks for sure. Yeah, or and, just acknowledging that you have bad customer service because people buy from Palmetto all the time. Yeah. Um, so you know, and and again, I'm not, I can't necessarily say anything bad from Palmetto because I don't think I've ever bought anything of theirs. Um, but I have bought Bear Creek Arsenal back when I was super poor, um, and that company had really good customer service. So you know, oh, I, can't, wow. okay. I was actually really surprised. That was before they got raided. Um, <laughs> they got raided. Yeah, they got raided for for illegal immigrants. Oh, really? <laughs> Didn't know this. Didn't it's like know six this. years ago, or something like that. Like four years ago, maybe. But they got mm-hmm. they got raided for uh, having a boatload of illegal immigrants, like building guns, and uh, and then like turn around two weeks later, and they're still shipping out really cheap shit. Like, <laughs> 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 so 
there, let's just say Bear Creek Arsenal's supply run has never run dry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another question of mine: what is your what is your forte? Are you are you really big into? Because um, I see you have your uh, you have a Viper PST. You've got your Razor. We've talked about a lot of stuff on the last podcast about um, LPVOs, which stands for low power variable optic, which is like your one to fours, Thank your you. one to Thank sixes, you. your one to eights, your one to tens. Even though I, at, when you get to one to eight and one to ten, I know I don't know if you could call it a low power variable <laughs> optic. I think yeah, you could call right. it low power because it has a one x. Um, but I. My question is, what are you more like? What do you more like? Do you like the, um, do you like the uh, LPVOs or do you like red dot magnifier? Because I'm a red dot magnifier guy, like through and through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good question. Um, so definitely, once I got into the industry, I mean, even really before I got in the industry, the the AR platform is what I kind of cut my teeth on with 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 firearms. I mean, I grew up hunting and, and all that fun stuff. And, um, but, but the AR is what really, you know, got me, got me into firearms. Um, and since then, um, I've really just kind of fell in love with, with the LPVO. Um, I definitely believe it's kind of a Jack of all trades, master of, of none type of optic. It does everything pretty good, but nothing amazing. Um, I've, I've, and I've, I've done them all, you know, I, and I, and I still have, um, guns with um either a holographic or a red dot and i'll throw a magnifier on sometimes um my big thing is um and maybe this is me being a, a ninny baby but uh with with magnifiers i'm a i'm a, t- I'm a taller guy um so I, I run my stock all the way out and um that eye relief just just gets to me sometimes um with a couple of the you know the risers and stuff that are out now where you can move the magnifier further back that certainly helps and uh, I'll, I'll run them more now because of those um but just uh it's just tough to beat the overall package and and you know eye relief and everything and and capability of a of a of a good lpvo for me i could totally see that so what is your advantage of an lpvo for you like what um what does it do for you? Like, cause you don't like, you don't like red dot magnifier combos. Totally, totally understandable because that's kind of like a really niche market. Um, so what's, what is the advantage the LPVO gives you? Um, and do you piggyback a red dot on top of it or no? So, you know, I tried getting into the whole, um, you know, offset or top mounted um, red dot thing when that, when that seemed to, you know, become the big thing over the last year or two. Um, and I just could not, could not get on board with it. Um, I, I had offset red dots on, on multiple guns. I've, I've tried, you know, running them significantly, you know, enough time behind them to where I, you know, feel like I made a, could make a good judgment call. And, um, I don't know. I just, I just, I personally never saw the huge, um, benefit of them. I understand the benefits. I understand why people do them. Um, but just, um, for me, it wasn't worth it to have an extra thing hanging off the side or, or hanging on, on, you know, on top of my optic, I was able to do pretty much anything I, I needed to do by just manipulating, you know, the, the LPVO. Um, and as far as, um, you know, like why I, I 
or what an LPVO does for me that kind of sets it apart. Um, I just really, really like being able to, you know, dial for a little bit of distance. If, even if I'm only, um, shooting, you know, uh, a, a couple hundred yards or, or so, I just really like the ability to cam in and I can get a, a real good PID on something if I need to. And it allows me to be, um, what I would, what I would call more precise. Um, I, I do, I am a, a believer in the fact that, you know, as somebody who's maybe just a concerned citizen or somebody who, you know, just has a rifle for, for, for home defense, or if, you know, stuff gets crazy, you can do 90% of, of stuff that you would, that, you know, that you would need to do legally with, with, with just a, a red dot. Right. And then you, you throw a magnifier behind it. Maybe you can do, you know, you know, 99% of of what you could do within the, the bounds of the law. But, um, I just, I just like the, the extra magnification and the, the extra, uh, like I say, a, a ability to PID and to be a little more precise with an LPVO. That, that's, that's really the big things for me. Very, very interesting. Cause I, I, um, I'm going to actually hop into, um, since I, I just got the, uh, the, uh, what's it called the acro knockoff the 509t um i just got a 509t for my daily carry so now i have an rmr that i'm going to piggyback on a that 4 to 16 um because i kind of wanted to see about like making a like a dmr gun that you could also run kind of up close um so i'm trying to i'm trying to see that but i i really want to piggyback uh the red dot on top uh, especially in vertical more because i'm left-handed and also i don't want to have to cant the rifle to have to 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 shoot the red dot i'd rather it just be above the center line of the bore and i also really like higher optics mounts um because you know if you want if you're trying to shoot precision I totally get tucking your cheek in there and doing all that um but then but when you're trying to shoot fast i feel like you don't really need to be precise you know so it's like when you're trying to when you're trying to shoot fast you know accuracy is important don't don't take what i just said as as don't be accurate but uh, I feel like you could definitely, uh, <laughs> you could definitely get a lot more use out of that. Than... You're losing me. Where are we going? I, I know, right? Um, I feel like you get a lot more use out of the piggyback in the red dot. So I really, that's something I really want to try in that setup. But I totally understand how a lot of people could be that way, uh, especially thinking, you know, the the magnif or the not the magnifier the magnification in your scope is definitely a lot of, cause I had a strike Eagle at one point, the one to six, and that definitely uh, worked really well for a lot of things. Uh, the glass wasn't the best, but it worked really well for a lot of stuff. So um, I could totally see that definitely being on a home defense setup. Uh, but for me personally, it's, 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 it's red dot all the way. <laughs> uh, and then Millar is one of those weird people who's got an EOTech on his rifle. So <laughs> <laughs> Got to turn that on before he even goes to, to shoot anybody. Hey, I like donuts. Okay, <laughs> you don't like donuts, but I don't think I think I think EOTechs are for war guns, not home defense guns. <laughs> oh, and uh, I, I, I should have clarified. Kind of the um, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a way. Depends a on who you're defending your home from. You know. True. True. <laughs> I, uh, I I should have clarified. I'm all about you know, the, the piggyback or the offset on a, on a optic that doesn't have a, a, a um, like a one times I'd, I'd 100% see the value and, you know, being able to 
um, you know, can't your rifle or, or, or lift your head and have, and have a true one power. Um, totally different ball game, completely, completely understand that, especially, um, you know, and I, I've there, I think I've seen this mentioned in, in several videos and we've, we've, I've seen it done plenty of times in the, like the, the PRS world, a lot of guys will, will top mount a, a, you know, a red dot on their, you know, long range precision, precision, um, optic and their precision rifle, you know, a lot of people think, why the hell would you put a red dot on a, you know, a long, long range bolt gun? Cause guys literally, you know, find their target in that dot and then boom, get down behind the scope. You know, it's essentially a, a, a fancy peep sight, you know? Um, and it works pretty well like that. So well, it's like the same guys that use the, uh, that do telescope stuff. I don't know if any guys are know any stargazers, but um, if you go to look, if you go to look through a telescope, it's really hard to find like specific things. So they usually have the little, the little peep sight on there. So you could like point in the area and then kind of refine what you're doing. So that's pretty interesting. So are, are you into this? Uh, I, I feel like I learned something new every uh, podcast, like <laughs> fire axes and stargazing. I, I personally, I personally am not into, into stargazing. Um, but I have been known to set up my tripod in the backyard with my four to 16 scope and look at the moon when it gets really crazy. So uh, nice. that's pretty, that's pretty, you know, but that's just when I've got nothing better to do and just sit out there with my wife and drink beer. Um, but, uh, I know I'm not the only one with questions. So Malar, what do you got? Uh, you know, I, I'm still trying to figure out the whole magnification thing. I think you guys probably <laughs> talk, talked me into a, a Viper, uh, PST. The only, the selling point for a razor for me is honestly that Gucci, uh, bronze color. It looks like <laughs> See, dude, See, I'm, I'm the same way. I love the color and so many people hate on it. I think it's oh, so cool. Well, <laughs> I guess, I, think I guess good. I guess one hot. out of three people here don't <laughs> like that color because I can't stand that damn color. <laughs> I mean, what what do they even call what 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 do they call it? Uh, stealth shadow. Yeah, I don't get the naming convention behind it. I'll I'll, I'll certainly admit it's to like that, a bronze but... though, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah, and more or less yeah. Yeah, it's pretty the, uh, sexy. The guy that runs Vortex has some really odd names for things. And I think he tells the marketing department to like come up with some weird shit and then run it by me so I can make it weirder. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I have my eyes on that. I think the, uh, the Viper PST, because I'm very, I, like I said, I, I don't really have, I don't have anything with magnification. Uh, well, I have one, I have the Vortex, oh shit, what is it? The Strike Eagle, their Red yeah. Dot, and it, I have the older one where, and when it came with a two times magnifier. So I have oh, that and yeah. I've, I've played around with that. Vortex, what happened here? <laughs> what? The two X magnifier? Yeah, it threads onto the back. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they did used to do that. That was the Strike Fire? Was strike Fire. Yeah, strike Fire, fire. yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I, I have one of those with the two times on the back. That's the mm -hmm. only thing I have with magnification, but I'm very curious about diving into like a one and six or a one and eight. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, from what you guys were saying before, it sounds like they, I guess to get my feet wet with it at a minimum, the Viper is probably a, a good starting point. Yeah. I would yep. not go with the strike Eagle. Um, I liked it when I had it, but I was poor. Um, so like, I totally, um, I, I totally get like, if that's something that you really want, I'm, I 
I totally get, and I'm not going to knock on anybody who's got one. Cause if that's your budget, that's your budget. Um, but if you can the, afford the strike to, Eagles, the, the, the really the cheap, one. One. yeah, the, the really cheap I, Chinese glass. I was considering that for, and I know you hate them 22. Go home, Malar. Just, just log <laughs> off. Stop talking about 22. <laughs> man, I got a story to go with that too, man. You know what? I, I don't even want to hear it. It's not even I, important enough. I, for this I got, I ordered, I ordered subsonic 22. Where's the meal? Back, back in <laughs> back, back in 2021, I looked at my credit card today and I was like, "Holy shit! I have a charge for this." So I have 1,500 rounds of uh, Subsonic 22 on the way. You hope? Oh, it's coming! I got an email too. Oh, okay. I was like, you, oh. you just your your credit card got charged by some random ammo company. Yeah, They're probably they, like they, this the email came like way later. But I was like, I was somewhat disappointed because I wasn't expecting it to hit my car. <laughs> i figured they had canceled it at this point you're like oh shit i yeah. swear honey this wasn't the strippers um <laughs> okay so now that we've got that i hate 22 out of the out of the <laughs> realm here um <clears throat> but you wouldn't even recommend the strike eagle to throw on a you know just a 22 uh, to be honest i think i think the uh oh good lord I think the, uh, sorry. The, vi- the Viper? No, uh, sorry. My dad threw me off with the ice maker there. Um, oh. <clears throat> but I think they're uh, the prisms. Whatever the, what is that, Spitfire? Oh, or, yeah, the, uh, the Spitfires, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be good for a 22. Like, I think, I think that, because they're really low cost. What, are the, what is it? The 3X is what, $399 or $299? Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, I mean, you, and then it's a fixed magnification, and they're really nice. I mean, they're apparently, from what a lot of people say, they're very clear. Um, so if you're looking for something for, your, like, your 22 stuff, I highly recommend the, uh, the Spitfire. Uh, but I will say, the only reason why I recommend it uh, and not have being shot through it a ton is because i've used vortex's warranty a few times um and it's perfect like you send it in they don't ask you for anything and they're like all right this is what's broken we fixed it or you broke it too much here's a new one Mm -hmm. (laughs) so vortex has always kind of taken care of people and i've i mean rarely have i had any interaction with hollow sun or hollow sun with vortex um they are very like okay here's a shipping label and then you send it back and then they're like hey we found out what's wrong with it it's coming back to you today should be there in like two days like vortex is awesome and then if you ever call their customer service they're very very good at like oh you have an issue here you go i'll send you this part to fix that you know yeah they're they're really cool speaking of um um happened just this week actually uh, a testament to vortex's customer service um so they i'm sure y'all are aware they came out with their their six times variant of their of their magnifiers just a, a, a couple months ago um well oh, there's yeah yeah i've been and, wanting uh, to try that yeah yeah it's actually uh, it's actually pretty solid and um so their, their six times magnifier comes with a um a spacer to put it at 1.93 height, which is super awesome. Um, you know, not a lot of companies are, are doing that. Yeah, um, most of them don't so, care. <clears throat> yeah. So I, I just, um, on a whim, messaged, uh, just, I just went on their, their website and used their little chat feature. 
Um, I wasn't going to bother my rep about it or anything, but anyway, I was, um, I was like, Hey, just out of curiosity, does, does the one nine three spacer that comes with the six times magnifier, does it work for y'all's three times magnifier as well? And the guy was like, yeah, sure does. Do you want one? I was like, sure. Heck yeah, man. And he was like, all right, sent. And like, literally like uh, 60 seconds later, I had a, uh, a shipping notification. It was, was the, it was, it was crazy. X, was that the 3X micro or the VMX 3T? The micro. micro. Okay. Cause I have the VMX 3T and they literally had to send me like a packet of shims. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, Ooh, this looks atrocious. Um, but <laughs> it's, it works. I mean, shit, it works. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been, so you have a 6X on that Omni mount. How's that going? Yeah. Um, so functionally it's super cool. It, it worries me sometimes, you know, because it's, it's so, long, you know, I'm, I'm probably more conscious than I really need to be about, you know, if I bump the end of it and, you know, mess it up one way or the other. But, um, but man, I really like that Omni mount. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've been, I've, I've been kind of uh, interested in the flip to center stuff. Um, ever since unity came out, I've just never had a, the, the type of setup where I wouldn't, you know, have the chance to use it. But, um, you know, when they came out with the Omni, I already had the, the Vortex magnifier and I was like, hmm, let me try this. And uh, I, I think it's me, pretty cool. It makes me pissed that I sold my uh, Unity one nine, uh, my two, my Unity 2.26 riser because mm-hmm. I sold it because I was like, well, fuck, I'm never going to get a G33. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> why would I get one of those? And what yeah. do they do? Fucking sell the damn thing. <laughs> Five months later, they fucking come out with the Omni. And I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh malar what else are you thinking uh, uh optics wise what do, what, do, what do you have what what do i have my eyes on or questions you yeah, know I'm, questions? I'm really curious on opinion on i mean you know i look kind of the full spectrum here like the budget stuff and then obviously the high-end stuff is always something that piques interest and what you get for that and I mean, I think a lot of people are curious about like ACOGs and if they, uh, you get, you, you know, you get your money's out of them. Money's worth out of them. If they, out of an ACOG? Yeah, man. You, I mean, you sure. Depends <laughs> on which one you get. Uh, I, 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 what's the military one? The TA-31? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's fine. Like it works. Um I think you have to I'm get it in meters. For it to sport be optics, checking this out. Um, <laughs> I, I'll put it this way: I've looked through the TA31 for about six months when I was in the army, and I mean, it was the most forgettable optic for me. Um, I was in a lot of close support ground units, and I kind of know what like a what a good optic is and to me it was it was the jack of all trades kind of optic it was that 4x magnifier it had like the the little beast the little uh um, bullet drop compensation so the bdc reticle it had all that it was a really good thing but to me um it wasn't oh i think they actually have that one on um on sport optics they have the army one the ta31 yeah but it actually is called out uh army yeah well it looks like they have the d and the Yes, because the one comes with a mount. So my other, my thing though, don't, I I don't personally like it, but don't go off of me. 
There are many people out there, um, Brass Facts and a few others that that talk about the TA31. Do you have any experience with the uh, Trigicons? Yeah. So, um, um, as far as a, like sport optics uh, relationship with with Trigicon, it's it's kind of a kind of a weird one because um, I mean we I think Trigicon's a, a good company. I think they make some decent stuff, but um, they don't have a um, I guess this is maybe a little bit of inside baseball, but it's fine. Um, they don't have like a, a map policies, pricing policies like all these other companies do. So people can just kind of, you know, sell Trigicon at, at whatever they want, which kind of makes it hard for like the smaller companies like us. You know, we can't really compete. We, we, we carry them. We sell them at the best price we can. Um, but we can't compete with like the, the people that are able to buy like, you know, super large quantities because they can, like I said, they can, you know, sell them at drastically re reduced, reduced prices. And um, I, unfortunately, I just don't have the ability to do that, but I, I, I certainly try to do them at the best price I can. But that all being said, um, the, my experience with the ACOG is, you know, kind of, kind of the same as, as my experience with, with magnifiers, right? Um, cause that's, that's essentially what a, what a magnifier or what an ACOG is. It's a, it's a, it's a, or a, or a magnifier is essentially a prism without a, without a reticle. Right. Um, so the eye relief is a, is a bummer. And I know, you know, Lucas and, uh, brass facts and others, they're like, ah, it's just, you know, people use that as a cop out. It's a, it's just something you got to train through and to an extent, yes, but, um, also to an extent, no to hell with, you know, the, the two inch eye eye relief are they rugged as hell and are they you know a nice and compact and light for what all you're getting yeah those things are super tough um you can only break them if you're a marine i hear but uh they're they're you know they're not necessarily a bad option for you know uh, uh end of the world uh type optic but you certainly that's something you definitely have to in my opinion run in conjunction with with something like a uh, like an offset or, or top mounted red dot um and um what else there was another point i wanted to make about them oh yeah um the um the the the, the tritium and the like fiber optics um they're eventually going to go out which i mean you know that that is going to take years you know you know um you, you might not even have it by then um you know but it, it's going to happen eventually and if you if you do you know have the optic and want to want to get it fixed replaced it's uh, it's it's very expensive. You're you're almost better off just buying another one. Um, that's why anytime I get the chance, you know, if somebody's dead set on an ACOG, I generally recommend the um, I think it's the TAO2. That's the battery powered one. Which honestly, I don't even think I'd, um, I I we carry that one. But uh, I'm I'm not a, I'm not afraid to recommend something that I don't necessarily carry just for the sake of somebody getting. A, a better experience. Um, so that's, that's kind of my take on them. They're not, they're not bad. They're, they're great. If you, if, you know, they fill your particular niche that you're looking for. And uh, again, I just, I just think the ones that are, they're a battery powered is, is the better way to go over the tritium ones. Yeah. And that's kind of what I had heard was that the life expectancy on the tritium was I want to say it was like 10 to 10 to 12 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And exactly what you said that the, the cost to get that swapped out is essentially a new optic, mm -hmm. um, yep. which I was surprised to hear. Uh, Cause you would think that the cost would be more in the, the glass and 
I mean, the glass in particular, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, but that tritium apparently is a uh, high dollar um, technology and material. I thought Trigicon yeah. used to replace it for free. Mm, I'm, I'm not. They may very well have used to, but by all accounts, what I've been told, um, you know, at least since I've been dealing with them, that that is that is not the case. They they may, you know, honor that in, in certain situations. I, I'm I'm not 100% sure, but um, from what I understand, it 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 does cost a, a pretty penny. I could totally foresee that. Yeah, that's. Yeah, and I, I watched a YouTube that um, backs what Jace is saying. And then I also, why am I blanking on his name? Um, one of the big YouTubers had two Trigicons, um, ACOGs, and he, he sent the one back. And I remember him saying it was a, a pretty penny. Um, I was surprised that he actually went through with, with fixing it versus just grabbing mm -hmm. another one um but i guess if you have it it's like you don't want to just trash it you yeah. just grab the, the tritium so it's uh i guess it's just a expected maintenance cost at that point and you're hoping to get the 10 to 12 years out of it the other thing yeah. i found crazy though is the the stuff that i had heard about it and the illumination off of the tritium to the point where and i and hoodlum might be able to touch more on this um that I, my understanding is dudes are taping over it and stuff because it's, it's stupid like bright. that bright. I mean, it is so fucking bright. Like when you, so when it runs along that tube across the top, yeah, it's so like, if you're outside, it washes out most of your optic. Like that's how <laughs> bright it is. So you just put black electrical tape or hundred mile an hour tape or whatever covers that up. Yeah. You literally have like, like, like a sliver that's open on top and that's, what is good because it's a it is a fiber it's a fiber that runs down in there and illuminates your reticle so you know that's I mean, the cool my, part yeah my yeah. question with that though too is like if you're covering a large portion of it are you actually extending the life of it or is there just a general life of tritium mm, that's a good question I, i'm not 100 percent sure i i i think it just goes off of kind of like you know the the half-life or whatever mm -hmm. i think there's just like a you know a finite life expectancy I, yeah the half-life is six wrong. the half-life is six years so the total uh -huh. life you're expecting out of tritium is 12 okay like, uh, uh, okay so remember half-life is the half the life so yeah um you should be expecting the, the industry standard is 10 years from what i'm i'm assuming um i know tritium at some point was putting out marketing language saying that um their half-life of that is 12 or is uh six years so to me, if you're stating that your product has a half-life of six years, I'm expecting it to last 12 if it doesn't last 12. Um, but I believe their warranty only covers it for 10. So I think I think if it goes out before then, you might be able to get a free tritium replacement. Good luck with that. Um, you pretty much have to fry it under the sun in order for that to happen. So yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about that. Uh, what I really wanted to get into, though, was thermal. Um, you guys have a ton of thermal stuff on there. And apparently, um, every hog hunter here in Texas, because you're in Louisiana, right? Yes. Yeah, not too far from you. Well, good Lord. I'm only a few hours away from Louisiana, so you got to come <laughs> out here. Um, or I got to go over there and find out some cool shooting spots. Um, 
but what uh if some guy is looking to blast some hogs off his property what's going to be like his go-to thermal optic that's not going to cost him a fortune like he's you know he wants to murder some hogs because they're eating all his crops but you know what what are some things that we could start looking at in terms of getting people into thermal and also you know getting rid of the nuisance problem because you know hogs come out at night more so what are we going to do about that like what's what are some of the how do you uh, harvest the bacon yeah what are some <laughs> of the options yeah yeah absolutely um and this is a this is a conversation i i you know i sometimes i have multiple times a day and um there's and there we touched on it a little bit you know a couple days ago but there's so many options out there now and uh, it it is getting more accessible Um, prices are still up there but they are coming down um generally you know to get to get into a decent one that isn't just complete shit you know you're you're spending you know a a minimum of like 15 to 2500 ish somewhere in there um, and the, one of the big ones that I've been recommending to a lot of people lately, and I actually um, have one myself, I've been using it the dang near since they came out, which has been about six or seven months, maybe a little longer, but it's the uh, Burris. Um, Burris actually came out with a complete line of, um, of thermals. Um, they, they have a, um, a weapon mounted unit, like a dedicated weapon site. A, a handheld unit and a clip-on unit. So they're kind of covering the gambit right now as far as, you know, entry-level thermals, um, you know, in, in whatever capacity you may, you may need them or want to use them. You know, um, they make two different sizes, uh, a 35 and a 50, which is that just has to do with the objective size, which has to do with the magnification um, thermals kind of weird where like objective size is, is directly related to magnification, which is directly related to, to field of view. It's, it's, it's a lot, um, it's a lot of different moving parts and, uh, you, it's, it's definitely something you can't think in terms of what you would think of in a normal, you know, um, a normal scope or something or something like that. Um, but yeah, you know, um, you're, you're looking at, like I say, just, just over two grand around the 2,500 ballpark, you're getting a very um, user-friendly, it's a, it's a simpler unit. It's got one button and one knob um, and, and, and it's, and it's good to go. You know, you're, you can, you can PID stuff out to, um, you know, a couple, a couple hundred yards, take a, take an ethical shot and, um, you know, see if it's something you could see yourself getting into. No offense. And this is just me asking because no, sure. I, don't, I don't know but uh do hogs really need an ethical shot i mean i'm pretty sure you're out there <laughs> uh, yeah no uh no, you know i guess it depends on your your you know personal opinion on the matter i'm kind of what i assume is in the same side of the fence as you are which would be not necessarily <laughs> an M- m134 fucking just go to town dude yeah <laughs> yeah Cause those things are vicious and they are a pest and they should be dealt with by whatever means necessary. Man. I had a, I had a buddy that got fucking almost mauled to death by one. Um, oh, man. I, he was being a complete fucking moron. So he mm. deserved every bit of it. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was like the, the uh, what I went out with a few friends and they were 
they were doing some hunting and I just kind of went out with them. And it, I mean, it finally took him on the ground on his back with a fucking hog tusk in his ass crack. Oh man. Ripped open like 42 stitches from his butt crack to um, oh. the center of his, uh, the center of his uh, side. Like it was insane. Um, but uh, yeah, it took finally someone shot that hog with a snub nose about like six times before it got Dude, off he was he was being tough, an idiot man. and he was being an idiot and that's why I'm, i tell people you know don't fuck with wildlife you know like i i try to tell people that all the time and that's the one thing i got to tell my daughter all the time because she's so she thinks that you know bears are cute and cuddly and all this stuff and i'm like <laughs> yeah until they fucking eat you um yeah. you know and and i'm like you have to understand. She's like, well, it's a pig. And I'm like, yeah, it's a pig that will fucking kill you, you know? And you have to look at your child, your seven-year-old, and you have to go, that thing will fucking murder you. Get away <laughs> from it. Like, <laughs> it has, it is no qualms. Um, there was a snake, there was a snake in our backyard. It was a, fuck, like a six-foot rattlesnake. Um, it was a, a, a diamondback. And, I, and she saw it and she's like, oh, dad, look, a snake. And I'm like, oh, sweet. And I look and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a big ass rattlesnake. You know, let's back up. Let's, you know, let, let's give it its space. And I love snakes. Like I fucking every, there could be a 12 foot black mamba back there. And I'm going to be like, ooh. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I love snakes. I think they're the coolest thing in the world. And uh, I was, I was just trying to teach her. I'm like, honey, they're extremely dangerous. And all of a sudden this fucking mouse just starts crawling that way and i was like oh this is gonna be hilarious and i watch and i'm watching my daughter i'm watching my daughter she's like dad look at that mouse and the snake sees the mouse and the snake you could tell the snake is fucking hungry uh and the snake just fucking bites that mouse and that mouse takes off running and dies and the snake goes and finds it and eats it and my daughter is pouring tears down her face and she's like Aww. she's like what happened and i'm like the snake was hungry and that's exactly <laughs> what the snake will do to you. <laughs> it's, and it's like, it's like, you have to watch them. You, you have to, you have to show them, you know, like I'll let her do dangerous things. So I think it's funny, but um, watching, you know, my stupid friends do really stupid things. Um, and then watching her, I'm like, this is why you can't be dumb. Um, you know, so the hog thing, getting back into that, uh, I, I, I wanted to ask you one question because I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, what is the difference between a thermal clip-on and a thermal rifle scope when they both look like they do the exact same thing? Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic question. Um, so thermal rifle scope, a dedicated scope, you know, that's, that is your primary optic that you have on that firearm. Whereas a clip-on, um, yes, it essentially does the same thing but it's the, the way it works is you literally clip it on the end of whatever optic you may already have on your rifle, you know, a, a, an LPVO or a traditional rifle scope, what, whatever it, it, you essentially use a, you know, a little locking collar and plop it right there on the end of, uh, on the end of your optic. That way, you know, if, if you're wanting to, you know, switch it between different guns or optics, or you want to let your buddy use it, whatever you, you can, you just, you know, have to have the, the appropriate adapter, um, makes for a, you know, a big wonky optic, but it's, it's a little more versatile versus having just a, a dedicated thermal. So it's like, a, a site. it's like a thermal version of a PVS 31, like what we yep. discussed last time. Okay. Yep, that's that's a was, good way to think of it. I was totally wondering if that's kind of what that was. So that's, mm -hmm. so for me, who's stupid, uh, the PVS 31, um, is a, is a optic 
it's a night vision optic that goes in front of your rifle scope. So if you have like a three to 12 or a two to 10 or whatever you have um, on your rifle scope, you can attach a PBS 31 and that's how you get night vision at distance. We briefly touched on this last time in our last episode. So, uh, so essentially a thermal clip-on does the exact same thing, but instead of it clipping onto the rail, it clips on the optic via an adapter. Yes. Yep. Oh, that's so, so that seems way more cost effective. Yeah. If you're one using on multiple things, yeah, it, it, it's very versatile and it could potentially, like you say, be very cost effective depending on what you want to do with it for sure. Does it work well? Yeah. Yeah. It actually works extremely well. The, um, the adapters actually lock up very solid. Don't leave any, they don't leave any marring or anything on your scope. Um, you do, there is, you know, um, there's actually still a zeroing process. You know, you have your, your optic that's, you know, zeroed like normal. And then when you attach the, uh, clip on the zeroing process is kind of the same thing. You're essentially just making sure because you're, you're, you know, you're looking at a digital screen, a digital image. So you're essentially just making sure that that screen that you're looking at is concentric with your, your reticle, you know? Um, oh, okay. So you're pretty much, so since it's a digital <clears throat> screen, you're, you're taking your optic zero and making sure that screen aligns with that zero. Cause it's, it's yep. I take it, it's moving the screen inside. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Oh, wow. Ah, I'm a genius. I know all this stuff. Okay. Um, and the adapters comparatively. So you're looking at like a $3,000 optic, uh, 2019 So the, the Lemke Merlin 13 clip on is a $2,000 optic. And then you're, I'm assuming some of these things are the exact same. They're, they're coming in at like 169. So the, so the, the adapters aren't crazy expensive. Hopefully you have a bunch of like the same kind of stuff i think that's that's very interesting um mm -hmm. and i really like that um what would you say would be a good clip-on optic um would it be the burris the btc 35 or the the lime key lime lime however the hell you say that word yeah so um so the 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 burrises again i think are yeah are, are really good for as far as entry level goes uh the lemke stuff is 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 solid i haven't had as much time with with lemke as i have some of the other units um but they are you know they're a solid unit and um fusion as well which you know um again just to be transparent um that is our sister company um but the the fusion units are are excellent excellent units for the price um and they're they're gonna perform exceptionally well um there's a i'm a little short on them right now um but when, when i have them man they they sell like that excellent excellent units but um but yeah the 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 burris and the limkeys both um leica also makes one that's really good um i'm not particularly keen on on leica as a as a company but they do make good stuff um so yeah i think that's all the ones i can think of offhand oh and a agm agm makes some some decent ones that are pretty cost effective as well agm kind of has a a ginormous range as far as price and quality and yep. and all that i'm still learning all, all their stuff really there's so much of it yeah, they've got a lot. I mean, even um, I think Shot Show they actually released a PBS fourteen uh, that was night vision and thermal all in one monocular. Holy crap, that's awesome! Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but it, they did it in like an uh, 
like an FDE sheet, I'm assuming for probably military use. Okay. Um, Did you see the price tag on it? No, I didn't. But I um, want $19,000. <laughs> All right. Tell them just to charge my congressman and send it. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's okay they're using our tax money for that anyway so yeah yeah i i remember seeing that that price tag for like 19 grand um Jeez. on the commercial market do you want to know the thing that pisses me off i see a lot of these things and i'm just gonna just gonna prop that right out there i see a lot of these things and i'm like i'm like you know what pisses me off is that the military is paying less than 50 percent of what we're paying for some of this shit like those uh the new the new generation of night vision that the army um just acquired they got it for like 700 dollars a unit where it's like if we were to get that you're looking at over seven thousand dollars a unit like if you were to purchase something like that so it's like i don't understand they run how the ps uh, 31s no the quads oh the quads are 43k Yes, they're 43. Yes, but I'm talking about like yeah. the 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 one side. It, apparently it's costing the army like $900 a unit. 7 to $900 per unit. Again, charge my congressman Jeez. and send it. But yeah. they're charging dudes for quads. They're charging dudes for quads who buy them on the civilian market upwards of $40,000 for a complete set. And I'm like that's the part that seems annoying to me. Like I see a lot of that and I'm like that's kind of Fucky, why? Yeah, like when I saw the price tag of this freaking uh, the new the new Sig thing, you know, the NGSW whatever, you know, the street price on that is like insane. I don't, I don't, I don't know what what the army's paying for them, but I can imagine it's not you know seven thousand dollars a unit or whatever their 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 map is right now. Oh, oh yeah, you know, well the army pays like six hundred dollars for an M four. And I mean, I paid $1,800 for one. So like, <laughs> like, I'm a little, a little annoyed for that. But, um, you know, so it's like, yeah, the NGSW is probably like 1200 bucks a rifle, you know, like. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you're right. But it's the people who pay for the R&D process of that. It is definitely not the military. Like the military, the military uses its budget for, for many things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh like the one time they decided to try out a new tank round and it ended up costing a billion dollars and everybody wondered where that billion dollars went. Um, that was me being facetious. So, <laughs> uh, thermal stuff, like what is, uh, what are the different styles of thermal? Cause I see like ATN Burris, all the stuff, like what is so great about some of these and what makes some of them just so $7,500 worth of expensive, um, like I'm not, I guess my question is what, like, is it really one of those things you get what you pay for? You know, it, it absolutely is. Uh, in, in all honesty. Um, now the, the big things to look for in thermal, um, well, the two, the two main things, that's the easiest thing that's, you know, anybody, any, any of the manufacturers are, are gonna, or should be openly advertising. If, if they're not, don't, don't mess with them. Um, is going to be the the resolution, um, which is normally on your um, lower end units, or is going to be like a 380, 384, somewhere in there. And then so on really your crappy computer screen. Okay. Yeah, and then on your higher end units, um, they're going to be, uh, you know, uh, essentially close to double that. Usually like 640, 660, some, somewhere in the 600s. Um, so that's that's your first thing. Obviously, 
the 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 higher the resolution the better because where that comes into play is when you zoom in with with thermal it's 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 essentially a digital zoom so you're you're just magnifying your screen which since you're dealing in you know pixels as you magnify your you know you're splitting pixels right mm-hmm. so um on your on your lower resolution units it's going to get real real fuzzy real quick when you start magnifying and your higher resolution units obviously are going to deal with that magnification a little better um the other main thing is um whether it's a 17 or 12 micron processor um and 12s are better you know it's it's you know normally you think the bigger number the better number in thermal 12 micron processors are superior to 17 micron processors and what that essentially um, comes into play with is, is the image itself, you know, kind of, uh, it, it, it ties in with the resolution and it also um, plays a big part in your, your, your detection range and your, your d- detection ability and how, how clear the, the heat signature is. Um, so, so you're saying, you're saying uh, this 12 microns, I'm not seeing that. I'm looking. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm t- telling you. I'm probably looking at the cheapest one you've got. I'm looking at the uh, ATN Thor four to eight. Look at, um, look at the Fusion. Fusion has a twelve micron. Okay, so Re- so Recon some of these six XR. Well, isn't that the nine thousand mm-hmm. dollar one? I'm looking at the uh, eleven $1, hundred dollar. Um, so some of these don't have some of those things. You're t- like this one has a seven twenty twelve eighty by seven twenty display, which I mean, if you're going to do a digital zoom is definitely going to be shitty uh mm-hmm. but that's only because i i know about computers a little bit um the agm rattler is that that doesn't seem very good for a thousand dollars uh okay so 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 okay so some of these are looking pretty interesting so what man I don't even know where to begin with this because thermals just seems like a whole nother realm. So, I mean, on average, like what is, There's a lot how, many, goes into it. <laughs> how many of these are people, how many of these are people going to buy before they kind of find the, the one that they like? Cause I mean, to me, this honestly seems excessively expensive um, for a lot of this stuff. And I, maybe that's just me being an asshole. Um, or, no, not at all. Yeah, I, yeah, no, you're you're right. Um, it's 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 an investment, is what I tell people. <laughs> I mean, because some of these, I mean, you know, if you had, there's not a whole lot of people I know that can go out and buy a Lemke Sedberg 35 for thirty five hundred dollars, uh, or a Envision Halo LR for seventy five hundred dollars. There are not a lot of people that can go out and do that. So, I mean, there are going to be a lot of people who are looking at an $1,100 optic yeah. and that's going to be like most of their life savings. <laughs> um, so, I mean, so, I mean, real questions have to be asked here. This is a lot of money to spend on something that you could really only use half the time. Can you use them in daylight? Yeah, from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah you, you technically can use them in, in, in daylight. Um, it's just recommended that you don't, um, you know, look at any 
uh, bright light sources, i.e. the sun, spotlights, things like that. Even, even, if, even as if their unit is off, like if you just lay your gun down somewhere, don't have it pointed towards, you know, the sun, whatever. Um, but you can use them in the daylight. Um, and, and speaking on, on price, um, I do, I do sell quite a bit of, um, of the Thor LTs, you know, they do a four to eight and a three to six. They're, they're not a high end unit by no means. Um, well, I was going to say tracking some of those other prices, this seems like a dirt cheap hooker in the middle of the night. Like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. Um, For, and, um, you know, as I was saying, I still, I still stick to my, you know, guns of, Hey, to get into, you know, a a decent one, you're going to spend, you know, a couple thousand dollars, but if you're, you know, like you're saying, you know, you got a guy, he's like, Hey, I just, I have a, I have a coyote problem. He's getting my cows or, or, or whatever. I, I don't have the money to spend all this. If you're, if you're fine with, you know, only being able to realistically like PID and get a good image out to about a hundred yards, um, then the Thor LT can, can work for you. And I get a lot of guys that get them and, and they're, and they're fine with it. Um, so if you're, if you're really just balling on a, a budget, you got, you got a problem you need dealt with and you only, you like definitely don't need to see past about a hundred yards, you know, get a, get a Thor LT, you know, um, I have no problem recommending, recommending it for, for that situation. My question is, is, um, if anybody is buying a thermal optic and you're bitching about the cost of an aim point, I'm going to kick you <laughs> in the nuts. Um, but I, you know, <laughs> uh, I, one thing I was going to ask is like uh, night vision, they say retains value very, very well. Is it, I'm assuming it's probably the same with the thermals. Cause like we said, it is an investment and it's not like, uh, I mean, I think the standard comparison is like a car, like you drive a car off a lot and the value starts decreasing um, with thermals. Is it kind of the same with the night vision that it retains its value? Yeah, I, from what I wouldn't, from what I'm seeing, I, I would say so. I keep pretty up to date on the secondhand market as, as best I can. You know, um, I'm in a bunch of different, you know, Facebook groups, forums, yada, yada. Um, and from what I'm seeing currently, um, thermals are, are holding value pretty well. Um, now, you know, new, newer technology updates is, and stuff is, is constantly coming out. So that's always, you know, subject to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, as long as, you know, it's, you know, the, the current model or close to a current model. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it's going to hold it, it, hold its value pretty decently current with the current market can you tell me what these different detectors are like i'm looking at um looking at agm rattler and it says the detector is 384 by 288 and then it's 17 i believe that's a u and and it says uncooled what does Mm -hmm. this shit mean is this like bomb rating for your night vision so um the the Mm -hmm. 17 that is um that little symbol that's that's the microns where we were talking about the 17 versus 12 microns that this one has a bad one okay and i I guess i shouldn't say 17 is not bad you know that's what correction yes that's what the majority of them are or or 17s um they're just they're just not quite what a 12 is and um the the 384 detector um that that's kind of what i was going in with 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 the resolution that's that um, resolution de- detection rating. Um, so 
Well, see, so my my thing is I'm looking at a lot of these, and some of these look really good for the price you're paying. Mm-hmm. And some of them look not very good for the price you're paying. So it's it's like to me, it's like this this seems like a minefield. Like, and I and I and it I is. really, I really I hate to say that because I know this is kind of like your your bread and butter, but this seems like like I I almost feel like I need to go to school to learn <laughs> about these. Uh, I mean, because I, I mean, the AGM Rattler, $3,500. Apparently, it only has a 16, six, what does that say? 16 something? A six, oh, sorry, 640 by 512 detector. Uh, it does have the 12 uncooled, though, you know, so that's, so what is cooled and what's the difference between, what is uncooled? What does that mean? Uh, I'm going to be perfect, perfectly honest with you. I'm, I'm not particularly sure. I don't, I don't see that, uh, that term thrown thrown around too much um i I assume that had probably has something to do with like ambient temperature on on whatever you're you're looking at um okay but but frankly i'm not 100 percent sure yeah and then some of the field of views on this like like a lot of this stuff just looks very intimidating like so what is Mm -hmm. like what is the average time you would you spend with a customer like walking through some of this stuff and then is there like ways that that people can try these out before they buy them? Or is that like a, like a, like, can they, do you have like a shop that people can come into? So I, I, I don't have a storefront currently, but if anybody is, you know, is, if I, if I deal with anybody that's local, which is, you know, I, I deal with a decent amount of, uh, of locals. So um, you're out, you're out in Louisiana. You probably get a ton of Texans. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I, I talk to Texans. That that's probably the state that I, I sell the most of everything to to be to be perfectly honest. Texas most, and and California, surprisingly enough. Machine guns um, and lions apparently are something te- uh, Texas has plenty of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, if if somebody calls in and they're like, "Hey, I don't know shit," you know, talk to me like I'm an eight year old about all of this stuff. Man, that's a that's a that's a a thirty to forty five minute conversation, easy. You, you know, minimum. Um, cause li- like you said, you could go to school to learn about some of this stuff and I'm, I'm, I'm learning stuff all, all the time still, you know, it, it's stuff I deal with constantly and I'm constantly having to, you know, refresh myself and, 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 read up on, on things. Cause it is, it's, it's a lot, it, it's a lot for sure. Well, there's also always all the, uh, technology advancements and that kind of stuff. And you got to keep up yeah. with all of that. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, I did sales in, uh, another portion of sports industry and yeah i mean you're always always trying to keep up with everything that's being thrown at you and and with this stuff i i would i would definitely imagine with thermals and that there is quick advancements of technologies with uh changing the the internals uh to enhance them yeah i was gonna say this seems quite um i mean this seems overwhelming almost to get into like and you're and you're looking at a guy who's dove headfirst into night vision like i've got i got no problem with night vision this seems like a whole other are you think i should throw a thermal on my 22 you know what i'm gonna shoot you with your own damn 22 <laughs> yeah go ahead here's this one i'm gonna send you the nine thousand dollar one um, you can throw that one on your 22 <laughs> your envis halo oh. x50 there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sold one of them yesterday. Oh. <laughs> so you're taking us out for dinner. Is that what you're <laughs> <No. laughs> 
know, there's people out there that that want them, man. Oof, it's it surprises me sometimes too. But do you uh, have? I mean, do you like? I want to know what people's annual income is that are that are buying because I I'm not gonna lie, my wife and I we make a pretty decent living, very decent living. Like I'm not mm-hmm. hurting for money, uh, you know. But parting with thirty one hundred and forty nine dollars plus tax for some of these things, I mean that's a that's some change. So that to me that seems. Like there are a lot of people out there who are willing to spend that money. I guess I mm-hmm. really need to know who these people are so I can become friends with them. <laughs> right. Maybe get like an old Christmas gift, you know, or something. Um, Malar, what, uh, I, what is- I was going to, I was going to ask, um, are a lot of these individuals that are buying this, um, do they have their own property to hunt? Are they like farmers? Yeah. Um, and I, and that was kind of, cause yeah, I mean, it, I can understand making that investment. If I own a farm as a tax. If you own yeah. a farm and you're dealing with the critters on your, on the property consistently yep. to protect your, your source of income. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, that was going to be the exact next point I got into is I get a, 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 a lot of business from, from, like you say, from farmers that literally use this, that use these things as a, as a business expense, you know, they're a tax write off for some of these guys. Do they come um, and in there, with the tax card, the little, I get to pay yep. no tax on this? Yep, yep. Oh, sure I need do. a farm. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I'm that's sorry. A, that's, a, that's a good selling point to uh, to get a farm right there. I know, right? It, it is. <laughs> I live in Texas. There's farms fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it threw me off the first time I had a customer pull that on me. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I'm all about avoiding taxes and sticking it to the government whenever possible. But, you know, Same I got to, I got to, I got to cover my own booty. Right. So I'm like, farm to town, what is this? So I had to, I literally had to contact the, whatever state it was. I think, I think it was Oklahoma. I had to contact their tax bureau, whatever, whatever it's called. And they're like, yeah, that checks out. They're like that, that qualifies. And I'm like, hell yeah, cool. I'm all about it then. So you're like, sweet. So I don't have to give the government any money on this. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So question, does that mean that they don't have to pay tax and you still have to pay tax as the company? No, you nobody, cover- nobody has to cover, cover tax in that situation. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go get a farm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to claim everything as a farm expense. <laughs> and and spe- speak, speaking of in, in our, in sport optics, infinite quest to, um, you know, stick it to the man. We, we have um, made the decision here recently to um, cover tax on a lot of our optics. Yeah. I was actually going to ask about that. I see a lot of these are tax and there was another one. Uh, It was tax and something else. Uh, Tax free and free shipping. Mm -hmm. So buy now and you'll pay both. Yeah. Um, And um, there's certain things that we, we are unable to do it on, but we're able to do it on a lot of stuff. Um, And that's, that's, you know, uh, a cost that, you know, is, is not, not insignificant for, for us, you know, but, um, we, we are definitely customer oriented and we want to, you know, like I, like I said, at the very beginning, offer the best service and, 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 and prices we, we possibly can. And that is something that we've decided to do for, for the customer. Um, and, and we're, and we're happy to do it, you know, um, to, to get, to get as much stuff out there as we can. Um, the Supreme court ruling was, was what South Dakota versus Wayfair back in uh, 2019 that, um, you know, that it got rid of the whole, 
you know, out of state uh, sales tax exemption stuff. And it, and it really hurt uh, a lot of people. And uh, that was the Supreme Court. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's it, to me, it's honestly interesting. Um, it, going into the thermal realm, I mean, that's a that's intense. That honestly seems more economical to just buy a D ball and a PVS 14 and go run around than it uh, would be to. You could. I, I think there's advantages to the thermal though. Over there certainly are. Yeah. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's each has its purpose. And I definitely, I, I think thermal has. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm one of those crotchety guys now. I'm like, I, I hit that age where I'm like, ah, I like the old way better. You know. I, I, I mean, as soon as I as soon as I got the PVS, honestly, I I immediately started looking at the thermals because I was like, I want to. I I'm interested in checking out the different technology that is out there and what it has to offer. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just very. I, I'm curious. I'm extremely curious right now on. And trying a lot of different things and, and thermal is is on the radar yeah and um i don't know um y'all y'all have probably seen or heard of um i think it's a amantine am I, am I saying that right y'all know who yeah I'm he's out here in texas somewhere yeah he's that dude North that dude's intense <laughs> yeah he, well i want to know how he's affording yeah. all of this shit <laughs> i mean his suppressor collection is got to be worth more than millar's house who, who um, is this? <laughs> a Amantine. A, he's a super tall, fucking stacked black guy. Like he's intense. Mm-hmm. He goes hog hunting, beaver hunting, like all on his property. I mean, this dude, he makes me feel like a fucking peon. Um, uh, how do you spell his profile? I want to see. A it. dot Amantine. I'll send you a link. Yeah. Oh, um, here he is. I got him. Uh, I mean, the coolest night vision thermal i mean but i then i go and look up some of the shit that he's that he's putting on his guns i'm like dude who can afford a seven thousand dollar optic like right. jahogist at night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love he's it. he's got i mean his his suppressor collection is intense uh he does a lot of 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 a lot of that stuff i mean he's again building... but he he's probably has his own farm so like this is a lot of the yeah. stuff yeah is, it's just, can it's be his, used as a tax write-off yeah it's just family we need farm. farms yeah. yeah right um if i had a farm there would be a lot more content of me roaming around naked but uh <laughs> um you know like just it's it's a it's a crazy thing to get into to me uh and and especially since um you know that's a that's a lifestyle protection type deal you know like you're protecting you know what puts food on your family's table but also millions of other americans table mm-hmm. um yeah. You know, so that's that's actually pretty interesting. Um, are there are there other incentives for farmers to get this stuff? Like, is there like some sort of special discount for those guys or anything like that that you give out? So I don't have, um, and this kind of goes with with just about anything. I don't have a lot of like blanket discounts, you know. Okay. Um, but I you know, kind of like how I was saying earlier, like anytime anybody's serious about something, give me a call or shoot me a message. Cause I can always, always, I guess I can't say always, but most of the time I can, you know, work around pricing and I always will try to do the, try to do the best I can for sure. That's interesting. Like I just, I see, I see a ton of it and I'm like, mm, that, I don't know. I feel like an idiot um, compared to 
most people out there who probably know about this stuff. So this is very eye-opening. Um, Interesting question. So if they're tax exempt, do they have to pay for tax stamps? <laughs> like is, is he actually able to not file for a tax stamp and get a can? I mean, he is in Texas, so yeah. Mm. That, I'm, that now, is a I'm very curious. Question. These yeah. are the hard-hitting questions we ask here on shooting the shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need a congressman. Um, yeah. I was about so to we say can... we we probably won't have an ATF agent on. So yeah, no, they're. <laughs> No. <laughs> it'll just be me yelling at him for two hours yeah <laughs> that this is oh, true <laughs> how fucking dare you <laughs> yeah. and i'll just i'll just be listening to that episode just yelling at my car radio or whatever right there with you <laughs> throw my phone out the window yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's why this is exactly why ATF agents don't come anywhere near the pro gun people. Like you know, it, like they're like we're only gonna only gonna observe you from afar. Dude, I came home yesterday. Yesterday, one one day this week, I came home and my fiance was watching uh the new MacGyver, and um Wait, on that a, particular there's a yeah new? there's a new MacGyver apparently, and whatever episode he was on or that was going on, they were. Um, assisting the ATF, and I was like, "Turn that shit off. That's not. That's not on in this house." Assisting the no. ATF, yeah. <laughs> assisting the ATF and falling off a cliff, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. Did you need help, sir? Oh, darn. <laughs> yeah. How, oh, how deep is this well? <laughs> not deep enough. Whatever it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm honestly I'm, I'm very curious to see after this ruling because there's now all sorts of talk and I think we talked about this on a previous cast uh, but challenging the NFA challenging the um, the GCA uh, like do we actually do people think that's going to go anywhere is there any traction there I'm going to tell you right now the government does not want to give up power so um, look at what's going on in New York and California they're doubling down they're New York and California are both saying we're not going to follow the Supreme Court's ruling. So first of all, you're setting a precedent for non-compliance. So that can go both ways. So I'm excited about that. You're if you're setting a precedent for non-compliance, then I can also set a precedent for non-compliance. Yep. Um, <clears throat> the funny part is, is I don't think they're they're realizing how far people are going to take that, um, especially people who might be like me. I'm not going to say this out on the internet, but if you're willing to not comply, so am I, um, you know, so it's like, uh, I see that and I go, okay, like, I'm totally, I'm totally okay if you want to do it, but you can't get mad at me when I want to do it. Like, you know, there are going to be people in your state who are going to tell you to fuck right off, just like you're doing to the government that's over mm -hmm. you. So you, you have to understand, like, that's a two-way street. <clears throat> And Absolutely. I don't, I think the government is just stupid enough to where they don't think that people will understand that. And I think that's why the government is stupid because they just don't think like <laughs> these are, I mean, I'm going to go on a rant and I'm sorry, I'm not here to make your company look terrible. So uh, if you want to just, good. Uh, <clears throat> but the part that I have that I that I cannot seem to get over is that there are so many career politicians in 
the political sphere, discount a majority of everything. Like, look at what a lot of the senators just did in return in terms of the 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 massive gun control measures they just passed. Now, now kids who are eighteen to twenty one, uh, eighteen to twenty, can't buy a gun anymore because they have to go through all this shit now. It's like you're you're now going to set a precedence for non-compliance. Those kids are going to find ways to get guns to protect themselves or do bad things because you want to take some sort of political stand against that. And I I just I'm looking at all of this and I'm just like this is exactly how we go to another war, um, another civil war. And I do believe there will be a civil war part two, which is why I keep buying more prepping shit so so i can stay in my house and avoid everybody yeah Yeah, and i I mean the interesting thing with the uh those that aided in passing that from the right uh just about all of them are not running for office again so they literally crammed that through and then they're jumping out of the political realm i wrote so many angry emails so many i didn't threaten anybody but i wrote angry emails like with capital letters and everything. And I sent them off. So I know not a one of them read that. Yeah, we, um, we have one um, Senator in particular for, for Louisiana as well. I guess I'll avoid, you know, naming names, but uh, he's a real so-and-so and he I got just, some. I just hope for me as Senator well. Corn, Cornyn, you know, falls down the stairs in his old folks home you know i could care less about you senator corn you are a <laughs> god-awful human being he's a he's a guy over texas i think that he's a human pile of garbage i think he's also one of the ones that we're just like oh. and i straight up said in his email i know you're going to be out you're going to your retirement home i said don't fall down the stairs man <laughs> well ours is bill cassidy he's terrible since you said it i'm gonna say it but <laughs> Say it, I don't care. <laughs> name all of them. Name all of them. Put their addresses up. Let's do it. Let's go torture yeah. them. <laughs> I'm just saying, John John Kennedy's comments. He is a national treasure. Uh, what happened? I mean, what he always says all sorts of just awesome comments. Yeah, he does. I'll, I'll send he you does. Some. I'll send you some. He yeah. does. I'll give him that. Who are we? Who are we talking about? Uh, John Kennedy. He's John Kennedy from Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, I don't pay attention that much to politics. I don't know who this guy oh, is. He he said he says some just off the wall shit sometimes. Dude, like, he he gave the business to David Chipman when they were interviewing him. I was I was proud of him with that. So Yeah, and then uh his Epstein comment was classic too. Yeah. What yeah, was he that? said some funny shit. Uh I'll have to I'll have to send it to you cuz he uh, it was it was something along the lines of like there's uh it was something like there's there's three things that don't hang themselves and it was like christmas lights something else and then i think he kind of fumbled words and he said jerry epstein (laughs) but but he literally said that at like a congressional hearing and i was like this guy is amazing yeah he says (laughs) some trippy stuff i still can't believe joe biden read off the teleprompter like end quote uh, go to the next paragraph i was like he did not what like when i heard when i saw that i was like wow and i'm not a i didn't like trump i don't like and i'm not a big fan of uh joe biden either so i'm like i'm hardcore libertarian i'm like i'm like way off in the fields compared to everybody Mm -hmm. so um 
and I and I I was looking at I'm like this makes Trump seem like a legitimate person for a lot of people. <laughs> I can't understand how we let this idiot in charge of the country. Like and, and, and I'm just like I'm like the great part is is at least we know he's actually not in charge of the country. Yep, we can pretty much be certain of that. Um, the, the the powers that be just decided to to put a vegetable in the White House. But... That's a vegetable they could tell what to do. You know? <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, I'm still trying to figure out. Uh, like you know, this week the internet has just been flooded with Hunter Biden stuff, and I was like, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what's you know what's funny is I'm finding okay, so so the left wing is saying the right wing is crazy. And they're saying that all this is um, propaganda, right-wing propaganda. Um, so they're not even acknowledging it. So like MSNBC, CNN. I mean, they found his Pornhub account. You can't deny. <laughs> See, but they're saying that a lot of this stuff has been deep faked. And the problem that I'm seeing, and, and, it's a, it, and, and what's funny is a lot of like the libertarian journals, with the deep fake stuff, there are guys that are out there like just making shit just to stir the pot. So it's like, yeah. when I'm looking at mainstream- when I'm looking at mainstream media, I look at it and I go, I can't trust it anymore. Like I, I so want there to be so much shit on Hunter Biden. The problem is, is that the left wing will never see Hunter Biden as the problem of Joe Biden. So you have to understand that. So it's like, I completely get the guy's a fuck up, <laughs> completely get it, but the right i mean he's selling artwork for five hundred thousand dollars like minimum yeah mm -hmm. to the u.s that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know so it's like to me i see it and i look at it and i go you know i understand the hilariously stupid person he is um but you'll never get the left like that's the one thing you kind of have to look at it you'll never get the left wing to acknowledge a problem just like you'll never get the right wing to acknowledge a problem um that's why i could look at both sides and i'm just like yeah i'm gonna be over here in the middle in my own fucking land because apparently i'm the only one who can think and go i don't like either of you um, right i'm just here to enjoy the memes yeah <laughs> i'm just here for the memes <laughs> and i don't i don't i don't blame a lot of people who are um who are not politically inclined who look at who look at this whole show um i see a lot of people in my in my family who are like oh i'm not politically active because it's so hard to figure out what side you're on and i'm like <laughs> it's it's really crazy when you just find it when you finally give up and you go i'm not on either side i'm here for machine guns and weed uh like <laughs> ding 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 ding, ding. <laughs> <laughs> we all just need to smoke a shitload of weed and shoot some machine guns and everybody will just be happy you know um but it's like that guy that was on our comments yesterday on instagram going off about um assault rifles and everything like that it's like to me it's like you can't get through to those people um i honestly didn't understand his first comment i, really I didn't either didn't, well i, I, I reported him i'm like he's obviously threatening to shoot up a school um <laughs> you know so that was reported right off the bat i was like this is bad um there's some nut jobs out there for sure yeah. and you gotta try to stay away from them and like I said, kick back, enjoy the memes. Well, we know people who don't like me because they think I'm a nut job. So, you know, I'm right there with you, man. <laughs> well, it has been a blast, man. I've been, I've had way too much fun doing this. And I honestly, I, 
I love really long podcasts. So this would be something that'll be interesting to hear what people have to say, but I'm, you've answered so many questions. I want to actually have you on again about hunting um, because Millar and I are super novice about hunting. So um, I've only been hunting a couple times and I don't know if Millar has ever been hunting. Have you been hunting? Uh, I went, I, I told you about that one experience where I went and hunted turkey. Oh, and... with the turkey. I remember that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, somebody left with my damn turkey. <laughs> yeah, somebody shot your turkey. I've, I've only ever been hunting um three times total um and i was always been just attached with people who were hunting so i was just kind of going along um for it so since you seem like a pretty experienced hunter you're somebody who i'd love to have on just to talk about um how to get started into hunting and what to do so uh, whenever we can set aside some time in the future this probably won't be like our next podcast but i'm hoping very soon um, if we could set some stuff aside and maybe definitely talk more about sport objects and how that would play a role into people who want to start to get into hunting. But also um, your your knowledge of hunting seems quite extensive from what uh, I've heard. So I'm I'm very interested in uh, in getting more people into hunting. I see that that's a big thing that a lot of people are curious about. Um, I'm just not very experienced in it. I can tell you how to hunt Al-Qaeda. I think I can tell you how to hunt all those guys, but I can't tell you how to hunt a fucking deer. I just can't tell you how to do that shit. So like, to me, that seems very interesting. Yeah, um, and I, I think to kind of add to that though too, is like, uh, obviously we were doing the, the prepper podcasts um, and with that kind of being self-sustaining. So being able to hunt and then uh, like being able to handle the I want to say aftermath uh like yourself in that sense um being able to prepare it in that Mm -hmm. yeah 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 that's uh that's definitely part of it it's not just a matter of the the fun stuff you gotta you gotta do the put in the work and uh and, and and do the work afterwards as well so can you give us like a precursor? Like what have you hunted? Like what kind of animals have you, have you gone? Hunting? So I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, <laughs> I've done anything exotic by no means. You know, I, I definitely plan on it in the future. Most of my stuff um, has consisted of, you know, around Louisiana and Mississippi and, um, you know, primarily whitetail. We'll do some, uh, some squirrel and some, and some rabbit as well. Um, hopefully within the next year or so, I'll be able to venture out, do a little more, maybe go out West. Um, I'd love to try duck hunting. Um, but yeah, um, a lot, a lot, a lot of whitetail, uh, squirrel and and rabbit for sure. So in Louisiana, what's the cartridge for whitetail hunting? Like, what do you, what's your minimum? So I would say the majority of people around here will use, um 308 or uh 30 out six that seems to be kind of the 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 big two because i have a 350 legend that i bought so i could do hunting with and i haven't mm-hmm. shot it yet um <clears throat> i've got a i got like 200 rounds of 350 legend ammo and i haven't mm-hmm. shot it yet but uh my i guess my thing is is uh <clears throat> what uh how many whitetail have you got so far Hmm. So you're normally, um, allotted, uh, three, uh, three a season. You, when, when we, when we get our licenses, you can, you can kill up to three. And I would say I normally get my three just about every season. So is there a limit on uh buck versus doe? 
Yeah. So, um, and it, and, and, um, on public land, you can only, there, you, you cannot shoot a doe except for one, it's either one or two particular weekends out of the entire seasons. Otherwise it has to be at least a four point, um, on private land. Um, there's, there's no limit of, you know, bucks, does, whatever. Um, but you are, you are still limited to, to three per season. Have you ever done any hunting outside of Louisiana and Mississippi? Hmm. Offhand, I, I don't think so. I think anything I've ever done, I've been just all over the place in, in, in those two, those two states and primarily in Mississippi. Is it harder to hunt in, in, uh, Louisiana? Not necessarily. Um, the, the seasons and, uh, the, the, like the hunting season and, the um, I guess designated like hunting areas mirror each other pr pretty closely in, in, in both States. Um, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I think the hunting seasons here are too long. Um, and the, and the deer population, um, tends to suffer, um, because of it and because of people not hunting properly, but, um, man, I'm, I'm, I'm still there every, every weekend I can be. <laughs> I definitely don't blame you for that. Well, we're mm -hmm. definitely going to deep dive into, into hunting. Um, definitely talk about it. What um, tools and all that stuff. Cause definitely, I know there's a ton of tools for it. Um, mm -hmm. You probably have a, a, some sort of catalog of stuff that we could bring out and talk about. So I would definitely like to, to make that a dedicated episode. So everybody, sure. this is kind of the hard hitting questions we're going to ask on our hunting podcast when we do that soon. So <clears throat> And uh, way better, I promise, because I won't be as tired. <clears throat> it is 9.15, and it's time for me to get ready for bed because i got to be up at work at 7 a.m. So um, thank you so very much uh, yeah, for coming on, you. Chase. It was incredible. You are an encyclopedia of knowledge. I hope um, to direct a million people your way. Uh, and, and to be honest, um, the thermal stuff is still kind of a bit of a, of a shady area. So if you ever just want to make... <laughs> youtube videos just discussing thermal stuff or maybe even showing people like pictures of like what goes through some of those thermal images um i guarantee you get a ton of traction just because i know that that's very difficult um i, I even your company uh, could definitely get a ton of traction or you know you can just send it to me and i can just go out and show people what to do and i'll send it right back to you when i'm done um you know <laughs> you could put the hoodlum special on there you know and um <clears throat> but I, I, I highly, it's insane to me. I think it's, uh, it's really cool that you're able to, to do a lot of that. And I'm so thankful that you're actually out there able to help. Um, if you guys have any sort of optics questions, go hit up Jace. I think it's Jace underscore sport optics, correct? Uh, the opposite sport optics underscore Jace. There we go. So I screwed yep. that up. I'm sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <You're good. laughs> so go hit up Jace. He's a awesome guy. So thank you so much, Jace for everything. It has been wonderful. Uh, and I can't wait to have you on for the hunting podcast very soon. It might even be episode 32. I don't know. We, we, we don't know yet. We don't know. Um, we, we fly by the seat of our pants here, guys. Um, so got to keep it fun. Got to keep it fun, entertaining. Keep, you, yeah. you never know. We could do prepping part three with someone who's a hunter, you know, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> you know, like, I do so many things here. So thank you very much, Jace. And uh, absolutely glad to be here. Your taglines and, and all that stuff and where they can find you at. 
Yep, absolutely. Um, Jace at uh, or, uh, Sport Optics underscore Jace on, on Instagram. Um, my office line is there, my email address. Um, DM me, email me, call me. Um, you know, anytime I'm, I'm, I'm at the office Monday through Friday, 830 to 530 Central Time. I would love to speak with you, help you in, in, in whatever capacity you need. Um, optics and, and, and everything that encompasses is, is my passion. I love to, uh, you know, spread the good word of, of, of optics and, and the Second Amendment and, you know, whatever else have you. Give me, give me a shout and uh, I'll get you hooked up. So we have Gun Jesus, who is Ian McCollum. Um, and now we have optics Jesus who is based at sport. <laughs> so <laughs> you gotta, add, you gotta add that in your profile now. Know, optics <laughs> right. Now you gotta grow out your long hair and get a Bible. I do. I do, man. I had some long hair last year. Maybe I need to bring it back. Optics Jesus. Jesus. There we go. There we go. There it is. <laughs> you, you need to get that meme. You will never be him. <laughs> and, then, and then have, have Jace be that, that him. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Malar, you want to lead us out? Uh, yeah. Uh, run suppressed. Stay blessed. Shoot him in the face.